Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Mario Cristobal Show. Joe Zagacki with Don Bailey Jr., University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal. This week, the Hurricanes are at home, 3.30 kickoff against the Cavaliers of Virginia at Hard Rock Stadium. The Canes are coming off a great win against the Clemson Tigers. Coach, congratulations. That was a uh, monumental, Herculean effort. You know what? It was, uh, it was good to see culture and execution show up, all the practice and preparation show up in so many different areas, and uh, just proud of the effort of our team and a lot to build off of with that victory. Coach, I think I'm allowed to do this. I'm going to start with the offensive line. Hmm. 211 yards rushing. Time of possession, a nine-minute and one-second drive. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And just the the physical side that they bring to the game is something I, I don't remember, Coach, how long it's been since we've seen that. You know, on a consistent basis. But you got to be proud of them, and they're working so well together as a unit. They, they really are. That uh, them as people, they're just they are elite competitors. Um, they have a great culture in that room. Coach Mirabal does a great mm-hmm. job with them. Uh, Coach Woodle does a great job with the tight ends because they're married up to that as well, you know, and the backs, they ran hard. They got downhill and, you know, they turned one-yard gains into three-yard gains and two and a four and five and six. And, you know, as the game went on, those body blows took effect and were able to take over the game in the fourth quarter. You did it with your backup quarterback, Emory Williams. He had to make some big plays for you in the fourth quarter and overtime. Uh, What were your thoughts when you guys looked back at Emory and the job that he did? Uh, we, we all thought he did a great job, and we had confidence going into the game that he was going to do a great job. Um, the only concern was at first there's going to be a speed adjustment, right? The, Clemson is as talented as a team as you'll find in the country, and it was going to be his first live action. Um, and, but as the game went on and on, you saw it. You know, he, he went through his progressions extremely well, was very decisive after getting a few balls batted early. Uh, he started finding you know, exactly where he had to, you know, from a pocket presence standpoint, where he had to set up and get that ball out. And he was very accurate and very decisive and ended up being a, a tremendous difference maker for us on Saturday. Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator, the blend of play calling. And I know that's worked on the whole week and also during the entire game. But just being able to manage a first-time starter that's a freshman, not a first-time starter that might have been in a system for three or four years. But... Uh, talk about, you had mentioned the cat and mouse game, how, how that went. Without a doubt, he, uh, it was a matter of playing complimentary football. The defense was playing lights out mm-hmm. all night. And you wanted to avoid that play count getting high because we had punted a few successive times. And just trying to find where is, where is that soft spot, right? Where is that, where is that hole in the running and What's the formation 
that can create an advantage, a leverage, a point from a passing or running standpoint and just kept working at it and stuck to the plan and you know until it started finally breaking in bits and pieces and finally in plays. Uh, but credit to him, uh, credit to the offensive staff and of course first and foremost the players. They found their way to get some success offensively, took the game into overtime and took over from there. Now, there are so many different players to, uh, to talk about. I did want to mention this. And you talked about it in your press conference that Tyler is ready to go, uh, ready to ready to go and coming back, but uh, his influence on Emory, and then at the end of the game, people saw Tyler uh, with a big hug for Emory Williams. I think that goes a lot toward your culture. It says a lot about having a good teammate, somebody who can be happy. For someone else's success, that's hard in life alongside on a team. So that has to be something that's very positive for your program. Yeah, without a doubt, Miami's always been Miami because older players support younger players, former players coming back, you know, and showing uh, the type of love and support, you know, and setting expectations, right, for the guys that are, are now that's their turn. Tyler was exceptional in that role for Emory, and I know Emory looks up to him a lot, and it made a great difference. Coach, you always talk about when play through the whistle, play till the game is over, till play till the play is finished. Well, Bouchard Smith has the the long, long, long run and gives it up at the at the goal line. But but Jacoby George, and if you watch that, you watch it on tape, he's flying and following it the whole way, and he he ends up saving the play. Yeah, we started our team meeting today with that clip, yeah. you know, showing how when you give great effort, you just don't know, you know. Can you imagine if Jacoby took three yards off right. and that ball was recovered by Clemson? What a difference in the game that would be, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But he didn't, you know, and that validates so much. That validates January, February, March, April, May, all the way through. That validates through the line. That validates through the echo of the whistle. Um, he did that, and it, it really set the tone for the rest of the game. Ruben Bain was an ACC Defensive Player of the Week and a Rookie of the Week. And I mean, my goodness gracious, he was unbelievable. And you get into the overtime and he took one of their tackles and kind of tossed them around a little bit. And that would be generous. But um, his performance was just spectacular. He's getting better and better. Um, he has obviously had a, a great freshman year so far. Um, he doesn't come off the field much either. The play count is high. And it's not like uh, he's winning just with speed or whatnot. He's winning with power. He's a very powerful guy. You know, his, his body weight, his, his body, his lean muscle mass is up there as well. Uh, and he, he plays like he's, he's relentless. And he wants to be surrounded with guys that play like him. And I think his, uh, a lot of guys, um, they just feed off of each other. He's one of those guys that sets the tone. Coach, you go to two overtimes. So conditioning nutrition have a lot to do with be able to sustain that high level of play coach Feld in that room and everybody that you have involved in it that was a payoff I mean that's an attaboy to that room without a doubt and, and not only that but you get back from your previous game about four in the morning yeah and you got to start the week off so uh, nutrition and taking care of your body and making good decisions it all pays off in October and November and that was you know by the time we get to Friday we feel like our bodies are are ready to go when we wake up, wake up Saturday morning we we're primed and ready and um, it's validation. That's the best part about it. When, when you validate all that work with the outcome like that, it's certainly uh, your appetite for more grows. You can talk uh, before every game about winning the ground battle and boy, did you win it. Uh, you ran for the 211 rushing yards, held them to 31. There are only six or seven other teams, games 
in the country this year where a team had over 200 rushing yards and held the opponent to fewer than 50 rushing yards, and your team is one of them. Well, that's uh, statistically that, that bodes well for you, right? I mean, it's going to be hard to, to give one up, but I think just as importantly is we took the ball away and we didn't give it up. Yeah. And that had been something that had been really hurting us. And then some, some unforced penalties. We had some penalties, some of them, you know, well, you know, you can't comment on that stuff, but we certainly reduced the ones that we could reduce, right? We were just made a lot better decisions, right? Guy going out of bounds and not going over the top and taking a shot, being, you know, being very physical on the quarterback, but not going beyond the line where all of a sudden you're going to draw a penalty. So just, again, proud of the fact that everyone just really focused on football and not any of the nonsense. You know, everything was was focused about early in the game about the new quarterback and Emory, but this Miami defense was just off 10 tackles for loss, five sacks, four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, an interception, and it just never stopped. And you're missing missing guys, coach. I mean, it's not like it was week one or week two when you had, you know, Mesidor and Kelly and that whole gang, a lot of fill-in and you didn't drop off. No doubt. We, uh, you know, we're down some guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, football in the season has taken its its course, but our guys are really, um, they're just feeling better about the scheme with each week that goes by. Uh, we weren't happy with last week's performance and really approached practice with a chip on our shoulder about just getting better and doing our jobs. And those guys played hard. I mean, and you, you see so many clips where you see a bunch of orange jerseys mm-hmm. getting to the ball and really you see the change of speed. That's how you judge if you're, you're finishing and you're playing hard. You see a change of speed on tape. Is a guy accelerating past a bunch of bodies to get to the ball, get to the ball carrier, get to the quarterback. We saw that a bunch, so we're a great improvement. Coach, does that give your team uh, confidence to know that, hey, we had to find a different way to win the game this week. We had backup quarterback, we had to run the football a lot more, but we had to rely on other aspects. You mentioned complimentary football earlier. Our, our punter punted the heck out of the ball. The field goal kicker was money when he had to be. And then in the red zone, your defense, Corey Flagg, you know, he comes up with a gigantic play. Everybody found a way to get you on that path to victory. Yeah, and if, if those guys don't all come through, maybe we're looking at a different situation, a different outcome. So I think the value of every snap right now is at a premium in everybody's mind. There are no plays to waste. You can't. It's playoff football. It's conference play. And look at the games around the country. These guys, the more they watch football, the more they realize, man, so-and-so was down by 17 points, but they found a way to come back. Man, so-and-so was up by 20 points, but they came back on them. It's If you don't just stay very proactive in grabbing the momentum and keeping it, right, and playing as hard as you can without looking at the clock, without looking at the scoreboard, you, you, you could subject yourself to a disappointing Saturday. So, well, we're growing, we're learning and developing, and we just got to keep it going. Coach, you've been in this game a long time, and I've been around it for a long time as well. Nine minutes and one second on a drive. How often does that happen? Yeah, it was. That's different. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, right? That's different, no doubt. Um, we held the ball in the fourth quarter for, I believe, 13 minutes, 40 seconds, uh, and it rebalanced the play count. Yeah. That was, that's what was so important, right? The defense was playing great, but they had spent a lot of time on the field, able to get those guys a good chunk of rest and had a chance to start wearing down the opponent. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is Miami and Virginia on Saturday, Hard Rock Stadium. 3.30 kickoff. The crowd was really great against Clemson, hoping for a big crowd uh, for the Canes and Virginia Saturday at 3.30. We'll jump into that crowd in a moment. Uh, before And before we get into Virginia, uh, I did want to mention Coach Johnson, Coach Erickson, Chuck Foreman. But Coach Johnson and Coach Erickson, those guys were really uh, so proud of going into the Ring of Honor, as was Chuck Foreman, a great running back from 1971 in the backfield, Silky Sullivan, Burgess Owens was on the team. Uh, but your thoughts on, on the two coaches that you were close to? Brian McKinney. Brian McKinney. Right, as well as on there. Saw Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. Yeah. Want to suit him up, man. He still looks like he could play. <laughs> Um, those guys are like, you know, second fathers to so many of us, right? I mean, uh, coaches are so much more than just, you know, guys that drop X's and O's. And, and to see those guys, it just, it just continues to confirm all the reasons of why this journey and having the privilege of being back at Miami is because they were difference makers in the city, the community, the lives of everybody, the university, the national right landscape of college football. And because of them, Miami really gains a, a status, you know, national prominence. And to have them, uh, and I know it's, they'll both tell you it was the best place they have ever been, no matter how many Super Bowls and other places they've been at. So to see them honored like that, I know it means a lot to them. So to have them there and to witness, uh, you know, such a hard-fought battle and a victory, it, it means a lot to us. Yeah. Um, Virginia coming in. On Saturday, this is a, a unique program as well. They've won two in a row. Obviously, uh, they had an awful situation a year ago. They've been trying to get, get that uh, together. Uh, they have found a way to beat North Carolina, and they got lightning in the ball. Some magic hit for them. What would you see in Virginia? They got an excellent coaching staff, and they have really good talent. And everybody right now is kind of right there in terms of conference play. All right, Everybody's live. Everybody's in it. What we've seen on tape is a very explosive offense. They get the ball out, they move fast, they can go tempo, they can slow you down, multiple personnel groupings. Uh, they hit you with inside runs, outside runs, get the ball in the perimeter, take shots down the field. A very, very complete offense that's playing at a very high level. Defensively, extremely disruptive, pressuring 35 to 30, 38% of the time on first and second down, not to mention what they do on third down, which is much higher. And um, the first and second down pressures, a lot of them are, you know, they're run-oriented. So they really disrupt your run game. They'll start, you know, T-E and E-T both sides, sometimes a single side, sometimes a tight end side, stem, get into the odd front a little bit, although primarily they're a 4-2, you know, 4-2-5 operation. Uh, and then on third down, they get exotic, you know, and they really, they change the coverage structure to really mess with the quarterback and make his decision-making difficult. So... Um, we think they're an excellent football team. Um, we're certainly looking forward to the opportunity to get back to Hard Rock. We love playing there. The juice was awesome yeah. last week, man. I, when, uh, when Hard Rock is on, it's, it's something else, and that's what we want. We want to see that this weekend when our players come out the tunnel and they see all those people, they feel all that noise. I mean, we felt it, right? Yeah. Coming out the tunnel, what it used to feel like at the Orange Bowl. So um, it's critically important. So looking forward to seeing a bunch of our people there. Coach, you got a receiver, Washington, coming off a pretty good day, 12 catches, over 100 yards and a touchdown. A guy that's that productive, you always have to keep an eye on. Just fast, very fast, great hips, gets in and out of breaks, catches everything. 
could run by you, over you, just um, a really dynamic football player, but he's not alone. You know, there's, they have several, and, uh, and they're complemented by an excellent backfield and an excellent offensive line. They're just a really, really good team. Yeah, Mike Collins, a uh, guy you saw a year ago, um, three touchdowns, he threw three, three touchdowns against Carolina, so he's a guy that's got a nose for the end zone. Yeah, and if you watch that game, they won and they took that game. Yeah. You know, it wasn't handed to them. Even at the end where they had to get stops twice, they stopped, you know, North Carolina with the last one being a sack. Well, it was a quarterback hit that caused an errant throw that landed in the hands of the linebacker. So um, they, I'm glad um, our guys had a chance to watch them early yesterday to really get ahead of preparation, understanding the caliber of, of opponent and players and team that's coming in here. Coach number 15, Chico Bennett, for them on their defensive side, he's Excellent. everywhere. He can help anybody. Yes. He is, and you know they they move him around at times too. When they start getting some of that bare front, they'll put him right there in the middle and and try to confuse you, get some matchups with him because he's so explosive. His first step is is like that. Got a great feel. You can tell he studies cadence. He studies indicators by the quarterback and by the center. Uh, he's got great get off and he's got great technique, and he can really bend and twist. He caused a lot of issues for offensive tackles. And then uh, their back end, Cohen King, I swear, he's been there for 100 years. I'm going to go to his graduation. And uh, Jonas Sanker, he's number three in the ACC in tackles. Yeah, without a doubt. They, they're very well connected, right, mm -hmm. the front end and the back end. Sometimes you watch film and teams aren't completely on the same page. They know their scheme really well, and they operate really well within their scheme. Uh, and they stay aggressive, and we expect them to be extremely aggressive with us as well. So we're looking forward to the challenge on Saturday. Coach, let's hit on your in – a, in a win like this over, over Clemson, let's hit on your guys that work on the scout team and how important that was to prepare. And I know you recognize them all the time, so I want to give you the platform to do that here too. They're the best, man. Those guys, the heart and soul. And I remember those dog days, right? I mean, those were the toughest days because those periods, they kind of roll into each other. And look, we do a good job in practice and putting special teams period here, a break there, a seven-on-seven seven here to – have those guys catch their breath, but they just go. Um, and uh, and they go hard, and we challenge them, and they respond to the challenge, and there's no brother-in-law on the scout team now. These guys, they get after, and they talk smack right back. They prepare those guys well, uh, and I know our guys appreciate them. They think they're a pain in the neck during the week, but on Saturday in that locker room, they appreciate them because they all know that it's a direct result of the preparation, and a big part of the preparation is that scout team. I want to hit you up on this one. Um, I met Emery Williams' mother and father before the game. And we got talking and I said, well, why, why Miami? Why did you choose Miami? And they said, Mario Cristobal, Coach Cristobal. So maybe you can talk a little bit about, in that recruiting, not just Emery, but the relationship you build mm -hmm. with parents, how important that is to you. Well, it's everything. I mean, it's, there's got to be a trust factor because there's got to be highs and lows, right? I mean, everybody wants to be a starter day one um, and, you know, parents, and I'm a parent too, you know, and my kids play, you know, at, the, at their school and whatnot, but we all got to understand everybody develops differently, you know, and it's our job to be their parents away from, from home. So in those highs and those lows, the development process that go with it, the best thing we can do is be our best version of ourselves as if it's our very own son. That was a promise to every parent that comes in here. And, uh, and you got to have parents that buy into that. You have parents that think their son should be the guy all since day one. They, they, you know, they, get, they need a reality check. You know? Not everybody's ready day one. Um, Emery was uh, an unheralded um, 
guy that not many people knew much about, but our coach said, we got to look at this guy. He looks, you know, a lot like some of those quarterbacks that we've had here at Miami before and one that we had at Oregon, you know. And I'm watching the tape and going, whoa, this guy's really special, you know. And, you know, he's protection-wise, he's scrambling now. He's, he's, he's running for, but he knows where to go with the ball. You could tell he's a student of the game. The ball's out quick. He does a great job with it. And when he came down for camp and he worked out, he answered every question we had in terms of physical tools, mentality, caliber of human being, uh, family. I mean, he was spectacular. Uh, his family, we, we, we worked hard to earn their trust and uh, certainly glad we did because he is, he's got an unbelievable future here at Miami. Because let's be honest, Coach, we've gotten a few and some very good ones, but not a lot of people come from that Pensacola area to South Florida. I mean, that, that's, you no talk doubt. about the trust factor, right? No doubt, no doubt. This was one of those things where it just, <laughs> again, it's, uh, you trust your eyes in recruiting, right? I know, um, you know, and we've got some unbelievable recruiting class here last year and, and some a great one in the works now, but it's still not that. It's about the evaluation process because if it was strictly on stars, you know, maybe Emory doesn't end up at the University of Miami. But you can't in any way, shape, or form watch that guy participate in games, watch the way he works, have him in a camp, and not be fully convinced that that guy has an amazing future as a quarterback. And the way he prepares on a daily basis, it's exceptional. He's, a, he's that kind of a guy, and so is Jakari. We got a great, great young quarterback room, you know, and uh, Tyler has made those guys better. And, uh, and I know just them being as cohesive as they are, they, they, they've made Tyler better. And last thing, speaking of recruiting, I saw a bunch of the, those guys, hopefully future Hurricanes before the game and on the sidelines, they got a good dose of what Hurricane football can be and uh, what they could make hurricane football look like and the stadium and all that if i think they probably saw a pretty good vision of what what is out there everything we preach from day one in terms of building and progress it's all you know piece by piece we're working on being making sure that's validated so they've watched clemson defeat miami for an average of 39 points a game for the last several years well now they got to witness Miami win a slugfest in overtime, that is, that's massive progress. You know, it's tangible, it's real, and there's no boasting or bragging. There's like, man, we could get better at so many things. Let's enjoy the moment and let's get right back to work. So uh, just a very positive vibe and a very positive culture and no, no false pretenses, man. You know, we're, we're gaining ground. We're not where we want to be, but we're gaining ground, and we're gaining ground fast. All right, we'll see you on Saturday. Hard Rock Stadium at 3.30 against uh, Virginia. Yes, sir. Go Canes. All right, for University of Miami coach Mario Cristobal, Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., we'll continue on the show right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.